Hey folks, welcome to Two Droids and a Mic. My name is John Volkert, and joining me today is CJ. Hey, how's it going, folks? And we're going to be starting a little podcast here commentating on Star Wars and our thoughts and opinions on the greatest movie series in the galaxy. So, starting off, um, me and CJ have never recorded a podcast before, so this is just our trial run. Bear with us, and uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, we're both big Star Wars fans, so it's really fun to be able to talk about Star Wars in a podcast and to see each other's opinions and the way we feel on certain things. Um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite movies and also some of our not-so-favorite movies and kind of things we liked about them, things we didn't like about them. So yeah, without further ado, we'll have uh, CJ here start us off. So a lot to talk about today. Big precedent to be set here with the first podcast, so we're going to open things up with our favorite films and our least favorite films and a little bit more in-depth on why we're going to add a couple points as to you know exactly why we think these films are so great so i think we decided that we're going to start off with our least favorite films and kind of work our way up into uh you know what we hold to be you know the most influential in our hearts so uh, i'm going to start things off with my least favorite film of the franchise so and and now granted i'd like to make a little disclaimer i love every star wars film but uh you know there's a little saying i always like to say no one hates star wars films more than star wars fans because everyone seems to be a critic nowadays whether you're a fan of the original trilogy prequel trilogy or this now coming sequel trilogy everyone has something to say but that being said uh my least favorite star wars film is probably going to be episode one the phantom menace that came out in 1998 so what do well, you say? That's, uh, that's a long time ago. 1998, I was three years old. And probably that was one of the first movies I saw as a kid. Um, my parents are obviously big Star Wars fans, and they showed us the original trilogy, but the earliest memories I have of Star Wars are probably episodes one through three. I hear you. Yeah, definitely the same here. I know that that was right around the time I was growing up I think I was also three years old when uh, that film came out and uh, you know growing up watching those prequel series on the screen was a lot of fun being able to actually see them in theaters you know compared to the original trilogy that had been far released by that time so what's one thing you liked about the Phantom Menace um, one thing I liked, <laughs> as childish as it may be, the, seeing Darth Maul wield the double-ended lightsaber, that was iconic as a kid. I remember just the toy lines alone that were inspired from that, you know, the Target and, uh, you know, Walmart's the world selling the double-edged lightsaber. I mean, it was, it was the coolest thing to have on the block if, if you had one of those as a kid. So I'd say it was pretty cool to see. Darth Maul, introduction of Darth Maul and his double-edged lightsaber. And he didn't have to say many words. He didn't say many words in the movie at all. And just by his facial expressions and his attitude, you could tell he meant business and that he wasn't messing around. 
Yeah, and you know what? I mean, on that note, I was actually going to say, chalking up as my probably least favorite part of that film, or what I didn't like about that film, was the fact that he did have so few lines. You know, I mean, he was an iconic villain. Um, not nearly as iconic as our Lord Vader, but he was a big influential part of that movie. So the fact that he did have as few lines as he did, I feel like it kind of made things a little dull. I wanted to see more. More Maul. Of course, yeah. So I'm going to go to my least favorite Star Wars movie now, moving off the Phantom Menace. My least favorite was Attack of the Clones. Okay. Um, that movie, correct me if I'm wrong, came out in 2000... I think it was just 2000. 2000, right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check on that right now. So but... a couple years after The Phantom Menace, and we got to see Anakin Skywalker all grown up, or at least, you know, not a little kid anymore. And, of course, with that, we had to see him have a love interest. Of course. I'm now seeing that it's 2002, by the way. Okay, 2002, so four years later. Um, which leads me to... One of the reasons why I disliked that movie the most was the Anakin and Padme romance scenes. Really? <laughs> so you I, disliked the most? That's what I disliked. One of the things I disliked the most about it, thinking back to it, just the dialogue between them. I just wanted to get back to the other scenes of that movie more than I wanted to see Anakin roll around in a grass field with some buffalo. <laughs> I had, yeah, I totally hear you on that front. You know, maybe it's the, it's the romantic in me that, that enjoyed some of those scenes, but I do I do understand the uh, the whole buffalo and the rolling around in the gra grass and the, the deep talks about sand may have been a bit much, bit much uh, towards the end. Yeah, of the film. for sure. I mean, it's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sand, so that's what it does. It's sand, but. I have to say that one of the things that I liked about that movie was the gladiator scene between Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme, where they were sentenced to death on Genosis, and you got to see them work together and use the Force to kind of manipulate animals, which is kind of the first time you had seen them do that. And it was a really fun scene, and it turned into more, obviously, when the rest of the Jedi showed up. And then it just got a little bit out of hand. But that's one of the things I liked the most about Attack of the Clones. Totally. Yeah, no, that was a great scene. I remember, oh, as a kid, just seeing that in theaters for the first time. It's huge lights. I mean, that was probably more lightsabers I've ever seen on one screen at a time, like, to this date. You know, just having that entire Jedi alliance, more or less, facing off in that Coliseum. And I got a lot of respect for Padme, too, there, you know. Um, we hadn't really seen a whole lot from her, maybe seeing herself get out of some tricky situations. But I remember seeing her uh, climb to the top of that pole when she was facing off against one of the creatures in the uh, in the Coliseum to kind of more or less get herself away from danger and manage to take a couple hits on uh, on that cat creature that was clawing at her. I mean, she was looking pretty good in that scene, She too. was, too. Yes, she was. I mean, some, some nice battle attire in her... Her, uh, her white suit there and managed to take a, a big scratch from that cat creature, drew blood, you know, toughened up, made it through it. I think she was one of the only people that actually managed to, you know, get badly wounded other than our Jedi friends at the end of the film. But, well, and Jango Fett. He, True. Uh, he was a hard rip. <laughs> that, that's, that's a hard rest in peace there for our friend Jango. Started a legacy, though. 
Yeah. So, what would be your next least favorite Star Wars movie, Chris? Um, let's see here. It's a, it's a tough pick. Um, I'd say probably The Force Awakens. And um, I know that a lot of people have been talking about this film recently, you know, the ups and downs to it. Um, I mean, maybe not so recently considering The Last Jedi just came out, but, you know, the, with the whole spark of the sequel series. Um, Force Awakens was not one of my favorite. That being said, one thing that I did like about The Force Awakens was I thought it was a great reintroduction to the series. You know, it had been 10 years since we'd seen a Star Wars film, since The Revenge of the Sith in 2005, and then we have The Force Awakens in 2015. It's really, really hard to bring together an audience after 10 years, you know, with so many critics from so many different age groups. You know, you gotta, you gotta do it the right way, and I think they did a great job reintroducing the series yeah for sure i uh i have a differing opinion on force awakens that's a little bit higher on my list but i can see where it might not be as high on some people's lists mainly maybe some of the plot points were similar to another star wars movie made a long time ago um but yeah i'll talk about my thoughts on the force awakens a little bit later and move on to my next least favorite film, which was Back to the Phantom Menace. Um, for me, I really liked the pod racing scenes. That was iconic as a kid, besides Darth Maul too, was that pod race scene. I know I played video games where you did that same pod racing course. Definitely, no, that was a great scene. Yeah, and then one thing I disliked though about the Phantom Menace was the fact that Anakin, as a kid, successfully took out the Trade Federation donut ship by yeah. <laughs> accidentally firing from his fighter. Um, obviously, you know, that's fun for the, the audience to watch. He was told by Qui-Gon to find a safe place to hide, and he chose the inside of a fighter. Um, but what are your thoughts on that whole scene? Yeah, you know... I think uh, it was a little ridiculous, quite honestly. Um, you know, not a whole lot to say, I guess. Uh, for what it's worth, I thought it was a decent decent scene, but probably not what you'd want to see in a Star Wars film. I think a little ridiculous. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, next for me, I have Revenge of the Sith, which... I liked, I liked it a lot as a kid, but rewatching and rewatching it, I've grown to like it less and less. The graphics and the cool lightsaber battles were obviously awesome as a kid, and they still are. Um, but to me, Star Wars isn't just about the lightsaber battles. Um, it's it's about more than that. It's about the Force, in my opinion, more than the actual weapons that Jedi's use. Um, one thing I liked about Revenge of the Sith was the opening scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan and the space battle where they go through and they make their way onto uh, General Grievous's ship in attempt to rescue um, the Chancellor, Chancellor Palpatine. And they uh, face Count Dooku and they also briefly face General Grievous. And this scene to me was a great way to open up the movie instead of you know a slower start just going straight into it full-on 
space war and just getting the tempo set for that fast-paced movie. Absolutely. And um, as we'll come to see, Revenge of the Sith is, you know, very highly, you know, ranked in my opinion. So we'll talk more about exactly what I love so much about it later. But yeah, that opening scene was more or less iconic in my eye. You know, we got to see the kind of more or less revenge in Anakin's eyes against Count Dooku for the second time. We had lost limbs the first battle, and all of a sudden we get uh, we get a little bit of vengeance there with the fall of Dooku. We introduce General Revis, absolute badass of his time. Um, yeah, great film. So what would be next then on your list? So my third going down would be Attack of the Clones. Um Loved this film because it was actually the first Star Wars film I ever saw in theaters. I remember going to see it with my dad. It was awesome. Um, so I already more or less talked about what I liked about this film when you brought it up. Uh, I loved the Coliseum scene. I loved seeing you know Padme's action for the first time. Um, loved seeing Anakin you know bust out some new moves now as an older Jedi. Uh, what I disliked about this was... However, the scene in the factory with Anakin and Padme is they're kind of dodging their way through to the Coliseum. Um, you know, we have R2 flying around with a jetpack, and C-3PO's head is just bobbling around like a loose cue ball. I mean, it, it's pretty ridiculous if you think about it from an outside perspective. I mean, this was a very cartoonish play on the Star Wars series when you're looking at a very serious series uh, when looking at the original films. And this particular scene, it was clear that George Lucas was going for, like, the comedy approach. Absolutely. And, I mean, while C-3PO is a comedic figure, just the chances of his head perfectly falling on that conveyor belt and then being attached to a droid, I mean, I guess you can only, it only happens in movies, and it did in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean... Comedic relief is one thing, but to have a full scene dedicated to more or less joking about the situation that they're put in, I mean, <laughs> this is more something out of a Rube Goldberg machine than it was a Star Wars film. And not to mention the fact that uh, when Padme was in those bins being filled with lava, they definitely added a few more bins there to get for C-3PO to have time to get there and hack the system. Yeah, a little bit of a continuity error. On that end. Yeah. For sure. All right. So moving on to mine, I got my fourth one from down here. I have to say Rogue One is is uh, in there for me. Um, Rogue One, I have seen the least amount out of any Star Wars film. It's not part of the Star Wars series, and I'm, I forget the term. They call it a Star Wars story, so it's... It's an anthology film. It's an anthology film, right? So not tied to the to the series. Yeah. But still telling a very important part of how the Star Wars film started in A New Hope on getting the plans of the Death Star. So for this movie, one thing I really liked was the closing scene with Darth Vader. You, This is the first time we've seen Darth Vader um, fighting rebels since the original trilogy we saw him briefly at the end of revenge of the sith but he didn't have any action scenes we got to see him full-on use the force use his lightsaber 
in an all attempt to get those plans back that eventually came up short. And then one thing that I disliked about Rogue One were actually the main characters, uh, Jin Erso and Cassian Andor. I wasn't really invested in the characters um, as much as I was to The Force Awakens when they introduced Rey. And I'm not saying that I'm not a feminist. I'm, I'm definitely okay with having a main character as a female. But in this case, I felt like they were trying to follow up Force Awakens with the same formula because they made so much money off that. And I really didn't think that she was really the right character to have as the main character um, in these plans. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on right. that? So here's what I'll have to say about Rogue One. So this is a pretty good time to mention it, too, because it is, it's not the fourth down on my list, but it is the fifth. It's almost right smack dab in the middle. So we have it centered right around the same area on our list where it's more or less a, a, a very standard Star Wars film, you know. Um, maybe not in technicality, but where we see it, you know, on our, on our own perspective. I thought Rogue One was an incredible film. And the reason why is, is pretty, it's, it's pretty polar opposite from the reason that you thought, you know, you didn't really get invested a whole lot into the characters. I thought by the end of this film, you know, and only the, you know, the length of time needed a standard film, I was completely invested in the characters, you know, I thought that, you know, maybe had they continued to use the characters after the film, I would have, I would have been up in arms, you know, there's, there was absolutely no reason that Jyn Erso and Cassian should have made it out of Rogue One, and because they didn't, because, you know, the film's creators knew that the best way to end this film would be to, uh, essentially end the characters. I thought that was incredibly tasteful. I thought it, it made me like the characters that much more, that they knew exactly the kind of situation they were getting in, because we've seen courageous acts in Star Wars. We've seen people stepping up, you know, in the name of heroicism, but to actively throw themselves into a suicide mission at the very best was incredible. So it made me really like the characters for, for what they were. Um, and I think it was great that I could leave it at that. You know, I didn't have to worry about Jyn so popping up on the screen, you know, a couple years from now and uh, me, me have to place her somehow canonically in, uh, in my own view. Things um, I also liked about it, Darth Vader scene was absolutely incredible. Nearly brought me to tears. Parts I didn't like, Saw Gerrera. Um, I thought he was in the movie for only such a, a minuscule amount that it, he didn't really he didn't really uh, shine to me. Didn't really care about Saw Gerrera a whole lot. So would have loved to see him some more. Or not at all. You know, just seemed kind of pointless. What were your thoughts on the full CGI character of uh, Tarkin? Yeah. Correct? Moff Tarkin, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Uh, I kind of did a double take, you know. It was uh, it was one of those situations where I was like, did they seriously do that? And um, I was impressed. I, I think that there was definitely, you know, a chance that the majority, I mean, I think everyone in the audience really knew at the end of the day that it was CGI. But, I mean, I, there were definitely people who have not seen Star Wars in the past, wouldn't know, you know, that his character. My, my grandpa did not know. Until really I told him after the movie that that was a CGI character. See, and that's and I think that's part of the beauty of it is we're in a crazy technological age 
where you can essentially bring people back from the dead using technology. It's pretty crazy. Awesome. So moving on, we have for my list, A New Hope. Um, A New Hope, like I said, I don't remember which one I saw first, if it was The Phantom Menace or A New Hope. I want to think that my parents raised me the right way and showed me the first Star Wars made, which was A New Hope. Um, One of the things I really liked about A New Hope was the relationship between Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And going um, on to in the podcast here, when I talk about Force Awakens, I'll bring up that same kind of dynamic and that is one of the reasons why I really like The Force Awakens. But going back to New Hope, just the banter back and forth between Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Um, basically, Luke needing to get somewhere in the galaxy and Han Solo just happening, happening to be there at the right time. Um, we got the Millennium Falcon. We got Chewie. And it's just a, it was just a great atmosphere and, and just great acting by those two gentlemen. Um, obviously, one of the things I didn't like about A New Hope was um, the CGI and the visuals. For the time, they were they were groundbreaking. They were top-notch. But when I was born in 1995 and saw A Phantom Menace, comparing those to me, while the storyline of A New Hope was much better, Phantom Menace, as a kid, the visuals were just were just much better. Um, what are your thoughts on A New Hope? Um, a New Hope, to me, means the beginning of Star Wars, really. I mean, I think it does for just about everyone. Um, for everyone that was born within the original trilogy era, I know so many people that were born still within the prequel era still believe that New Hope is, you know, the really introduction to Star Wars. I have the, uh, you know, original movie poster above my bed. It's uh, it's just a new beginning, a fresh start. I, I Those opening scenes on Tatooine with Luke and the iconic, you know, beaten Ben. Um, it, I mean, it really just is an incredible film. The way it's shot and the, the goofy droids and the smuggler... On Solo, it's when I think of New Hope, I think of a happy Star Wars film. Really, an incredible beginning. Um, Things I didn't like about the film, I guess looking back, it would have been nice to uh, have a little more dialogue. Maybe I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to uh, correct these films. They're so iconic. It is hard to correct these films, for sure. But good things to be said about A New Hope. So what do you have up on your list here? So I know that we got out of order a little bit here. So I went Phantom Menace, The Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones. Then we skipped up to fifth to Rogue One to talk about that for a little bit. So I'll go back down and just quickly address my fourth, my fourth least favorite, would be The Last Jedi. That's the new film that has just come out. I'd say one thing I like about this film uh, they really threw me for a loop. There was a whole lot that I didn't expect. Um, for one of the first times, I was kind of really dumbfounded in the direction that they, they went with this. Um, loved seeing Luke Skywalker 
in kind of uh, his heroic last stand, if you will. And uh, something I didn't like about it that I think just about everyone is up in arms about, what is with this Princess Leia flying through space randomly, superhero style? I mean, she's she looks frostbitten out in space, dead corpse, and then just, boom, she's back in the ship like nothing happened. I think this is kind of ridiculous. She knows the ways of the Force. Yeah. And as we're seeing in these movies, they're coming up with new ways that the Force is being used. And it's interesting. I like it a lot. But for some people, you know, the Leia scene was just ridiculous. I... I can't really say much more about that. So, actually, I have The Last Jedi coming up next on my list. And, yeah, I might get some backlash for ranking that higher than A New Hope. Um, but to me, while this movie did have things I didn't like, I feel like the positives outweighed the negatives for me in this film. Seeing Luke again was awesome. I felt that he was able to bring out the same, if not pretty close character to Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy. Um, just like a cranky old man's version of it. Just someone that had given up and, you know, was just out of hope. And then Ray shows up and, you know things go from there. Um, one thing I really liked in The Last Jedi was the lightsaber duel between Rey and Kylo Ren versus Snoke's guards. Spoiler alert. Right mm -hmm. after Kylo Ren decides to execute his master. That was a great scene. A whole lot going on in there. I didn't know who to watch. You know, it was super entertaining. And just seeing Rey and, and Kylo work together makes you think Man, if, if she can convince him to join the light, just like Luke had convinced his father, maybe Rey can do it before Kylo gets killed by somebody. But they just worked as a great team, and, and for a second there, their interests were aligned. Um, and I won't get into too much more of that, just for the sake of time. One thing I did dislike, as CJ mentioned, was... Leia returning from the dead. Um, that whole scene, like I mentioned before, I know they're trying to show um, the Force being used in new ways. And I guess with the news of the actress dying in real life made me think, well, why didn't they just kill her off in that scene? That would have been a better way to go about it. Um, she doesn't get killed by her son, Kylo Ren, who decides at the last minute not to blast her, but instead, you know, can go out knowing that, well, he he does still love me, and he didn't want to end my life. Um, and there's other things, too, I didn't like so much in the movie. I didn't think um, Finn was used as well as he was in Force Awakens. They kind of tried to throw... 
a romance thing in there and as we've discussed previously in Attack of the Clones the romance didn't really work out as well yeah. or at least I believe didn't work out as well didn't work for me here either let's and, just point that out <laughs> yeah they were just thrown together and you know she saves Finn's life somehow and then all of a sudden he's just mild he's just attracted to her and in my opinion that they just didn't find they couldn't find anything for Finn to do in this movie. It felt forced. So they decided, well, we're gonna have him try to run away and find Ray, but he's gonna be stopped by this young woman. And they're basically gonna go on a side adventure so that he has something to do while Ray is being trained by Luke. And come to find out, the whole side adventure really didn't matter in the end. Yeah, they just got betrayed by the guy they hired. Well, what can you do? <laughs> you can just love Star Wars for what it is and talk about it in podcasts. You're right, I guess so. Like a couple of droids. Um, moving forward, moving up the list, I know I had had New Hope right around the same area that you did, I believe, as my fourth down. Um, so, now my third favorite Star Wars film. We have Return of the Jedi. So, one of the reasons that this is one of my favorite Star Wars films was the whole scene with the Sarlacc pit. I thought that was incredibly cool. Um, you were introduced to Luke's brand new green lightsaber. That we were. The iconic green lightsaber. Um, the death of our beloved Boba Fett. Um, and Leia in skimpy clothing. Yes, Leia in Leia in some uh, in some rather um, risque clothing. Gotta love that. Um, yeah, great scene. Super fun, super fun. R two D two shooting the lightsaber out to Luke. Great catch. That was iconic. Um, one part that I didn't like so much about this film is I felt like it was kind of a quick end to the series. You know, there's a lot of suspense leading up to that final battle between the good and the bad, or the light and the dark. And we get to see the final conclusion of the Chosen One, the original Chosen One. I think it's just the best way to end the series, but I mean, it just ended too fast for me. You know, I wanted it to keep keep going and I guess here it is <laughs> yeah for sure I agree with you the ending was quick but it was a good ending in the end so for me moving into my top three I have at number three the force awakens and I know that you had it much lower on your list but for me I really liked the character of Rey and her relationship with Han Solo because it reminded me of Luke's relationship with Han Solo when Luke joined up with Han Solo in A New Hope and went on adventures after that. Rey was really mentored by Han Solo and I guess you could say Han Solo was also kind of like the Ben Kenobi to Luke Skywalker in that mentoring role and Rey just finding herself with these characters that we've come to love over the years of Han Solo and Chewbacca. 
Yeah, definitely an influential film. You know, even though I have it lower on my list, that's not to knock this film whatsoever. You know, I've, <clears throat> I've actually written a piece about this film and how I, you know, just overall defending it. I think it got a really hard rep, um, you know, from the audience and specifically the original trilogy, you know, mega fans, because they had, they wanted it to live up to so many expectations regarding the franchise. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to take these films for what they're worth and enjoy them. And it was a great reintroduction to the series. It was awesome seeing some of our fan favorites introduced to a great new hero. And, uh, yeah, you really can't complain at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And that leads me into my dislike. The movie, like you mentioned, plot kind of similar to A New Hope. We have the main character who, you know, is not raised by her parents on a desert planet approached by a droid with plans that is imperative to the film and you can keep on going on and on the first time I saw this that kind of put me off because I was looking at that in that negative light but the more and more I watched the film the more and more I liked like I said the dynamic between the characters and you know they did have BB-8 who is not R2-D2, but is pretty close. In terms of a fan favorite and a droid that can show emotion, I think a little bit better than R2-D2 can, R2-D2 has used his beeping and his shaking as kind of his main emotional. We saw BB-8 give a thumbs up sign with a flame. Yeah in a scene where Finn is trying to cover up his identity <coughs> and that little things like that are just one of the reasons why Force Awakens is ranked so high on my list I hear you. yeah definitely one to be enjoyed so what do you have at number two Chris so for number two I have The Empire Strikes Back I think this film is absolutely amazing. Um, my favorite scene, probably by far, has got to be the battle on Hoth. I think the introduction of that whole planet was awesome. Seeing the walkers and the, the speeders and all of that, I mean, it was just super magical as a kid to watch that scene and see all this bright white and flashing red and green lights going back and forth between the rebels and the Empire. Fantastic. Cloud City, seeing Lando Calrissian, just super cool. The whole throne room scene. Well, more I wouldn't necessarily call it call it a throne room. I guess that's more. I I know what you're talking about. Seeing Vader seeing at the Vader, head of the table. Yes, absolutely. That that scene where he's at the head of the table. It's just so iconic because you're you're you don't know what they're getting into, and then all of a sudden, boom, bag over the head. Lord Vader's on top of it all. Um, as always. As always. Yeah, that is. Uh, things I didn't like about the film, again, it just kind of ends abruptly. You know, we see Luke more or less get swooped up after losing a limb, and then it's off to the races. You know, plans for the next film, but. And I'm going to, I'm just going to, since we're talking about Empire Strikes Back, 
that for me is number one on my list. And speaking about that Cloud City scene where Luke loses a limb, one of the parts of the movie I disliked the most was the ending. Like you said, it, it ended abruptly. Um, I don't know, that scene, maybe just the emotional state I was in watching it made upset me. Definitely. Um, you it know, was emotional. He loses his lightsaber, which, as we know now, and as he knows, was his father's lightsaber. And, you know, well, I guess in Force Awakens we find out it wasn't lost, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. Um, and, you know, just... I, I have to say the battle on Hoth 2 is one of my favorite parts. I'd have to add in, too, um, Luke's fight against the Yeti or the the snow monster, whatever snow you want to call monster. it. monster. Opening scene. Opening scene. We, we see him struggle at first to use the Force to grab his lightsaber, and then you really see him focus in, channel the Force, echo Obi-Wan's words, and, you know end up escaping and getting rescued by uh, Han Solo who cut open uh, cut open his tauntaun. his tauntaun and gave us that nice visual for a nice uh, warm warm uh, bed for Luke there. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. So for me moving back I'm going to say that Return of the Jedi is my number two. So Force Awakens is three, Return of the Jedi two, and then Empire Strikes Back. For me, Return of the Jedi, one of the things I liked the most about that movie was seeing Luke come full circle as a character. Absolutely. Just being trained by Yoda and simply whining and giving up and basically just almost leaving to not giving into the dark side um, in front of Darth Sidious just makes Luke the ultimate hero and you know believing in his father through immense pain I, I can't imagine what it's like to be zapped with the force lightning but just holding out hope until the end and then we all know what happens next, but that that scene is still iconic for me, and that's what puts Return of the Jedi in the top two, in my opinion. Totally understandable. Absolutely great. So that takes us to my number one. So at third, we have Return of the Jedi. My second favorite is Empire Strikes Back, and my number one, Revenge of the Sith. That is a hot take, because a lot of people do not want to defend the prequel series. A lot of people disliked uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Um, you know, they are not they are not a fan of those introduction three films, one, two, and three. But as uh, episode three in the series, it remains number one in my heart. And for that reason and that reason alone is my love for Anakin Skywalker, the chosen one, that ended up bringing balance to the Force through it all, um, seeing him face off against Obi-Wan Kenobi in what I believe is by far the best lightsaber fight that we have ever seen in the series was absolutely groundbreaking for me. The lava battle on Mustafar, the clashing blue lightsabers, 
just so cool. I mean, the amount of physical activity and just jumping around and mind-boggling force abilities that went into that entire fight, that entire endeavor. Um, the amount of quotes that you can pull from this movie. Uh, I mean, the, the overall turn from the light side to the dark side that Anakin needs to make, the introduction to Lord Vader for the first time as he rises out of his chair. I mean, the list just goes on. Um, there's always the idea that this film could have been made better, and I guess that is my only critique, would be that I guess it could have been done better, it could have been less cheesy, but the amount of great one-liners, quotes you can take from this movie, and the entertainment value that I got from it alone will forever sit this as number one in my heart. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite quote? Ooh, my favorite quote of the whole film. Um, right off the top of my head, I'm going to go with, uh, now this may not stand, but one of the most influential was just uh, the menacing good that we got from Sheev. The amount of Sheev quotes or uh, Darth Sidious quotes that we got from this movie were amazing. But, I mean, some some easy tied for first or easily second place would be uh, Democracy from Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end. Classic. Um, yeah, great, great movie. Well, yeah, we saw Darth Sidious. Well, as we know from the trilogies... Darth Sidious is not an attractive man. Not at and all. And <laughs> we got to see his laser surgery, courtesy yeah. <laughs> courtesy of Mace Windu. Um, and that whole scene too, you watch and you're like, you're looking at Anakin, you're like, no, don't, don't do it, just let him finish it. But then you're thinking from Anakin's point of view, Mace Windu, that it's not the Jedi way. He needs to be brought in from a trial. But then you realize Anakin's a hypocrite for killing Count Dooku, who was told by Darth Sidious earlier in the movie to kill him, and Anakin responded, it's not the Jedi way. So you got to see Anakin's thought process change there. And another thing I wanted to point out too, you mentioned seeing Anakin's turn from light to dark. There's one scene I remember after Anakin takes out all the Viceroy at Mustafar, mm -hmm. and he turns to the camera, and his eyes are yellow. Yes, all oh, that he, menacing stare that he gives. Yeah, you just you just see the dark side of the force just burning inside him. Absolutely, to no. the point of no return. I mean, it's to the point where there have been memes created around this very screenshot or that picture where it's you know when it's a Monday, and it's that evil look Hayden Christensen gives with his yellow contacts into the camera as the dark forces take him over. I mean, I think we've all been in that position on a Monday when we haven't had our coffee. I know that. Oh, I mean, so many things to be had in this film. Could have been done better, but God, I gotta give it to Hayden Christensen. He didn't have the high ground, and he lost, but it was great. And... I have to say, I did like Hayden Christensen more in this film than Attack of the Clones. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think the number reason why is because there was less romance scenes. Mm -hmm. You got to see him in a serious kind of... He's becoming 
a Jedi Knight, or he already is a Jedi Knight. He wants to become a master, but no one's ever been a master that young. And you see his clash with a Jedi. And I think Hayden did a, a pretty good job in that movie compared to the predecessor. Absolutely. And well, I think it's it's more tasteful, too. You know, what romance you do see there. It's it's not not talking about uh, lovey-gubby, you know, romance and sand. It's talking about, you know, his care for Padme and how much he, he really, you know, how much he's thought about this whole process from changing from the light side to the dark side. It's, it's going against every fiber of his being. But if it means protecting Padme protecting his loved ones and you know he's willing to do it yeah and um yeah when you think of darth vader from the original trilogy you think to yourself this guy couldn't get a match on tinder he would have <laughs> multiple problems with relationships and the last thing you're thinking of when you see darth vader is him trying to ride a buffalo to yeah. impress a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see the range that Star Wars has given us. Which... Or using a, uh, the force to cut a pear in half or move a pear over a table. Yeah, just against the well wishes of his master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who would kill him if he saw him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, I think we've talked about more than enough... Uh, positive and negative things about our favorite and non-favorite films that's probably going to do it for today uh, large introduction episode but hopefully we'll get a more detailed take on some of our opinions on the franchise going forward here this is just kind of a low bar to set on uh, you know how we feel about the galaxy from far far away yeah and uh i want to thank those who are listening to this podcast um me and CJ like to think that we're not just talking to ourselves about Star Wars, but we're actually reaching an audience. Um, if you're curious to get in touch with us, or maybe you have some questions you want to throw at us for the show, you can find Chris on Twitter at ChrisJames1458, and you can find myself at JohnVolkert1, um, and... We'll give you a little tease of next week's episode. We plan on going more in-depth on um, The Force Awakens and how this was Disney's first take at a Star Wars film and our in-depth thoughts about that and how we feel it ties into the whole Star Wars universe. So thanks for listening. So... From John and I here at Two Droids and a Mic, we thank you for joining us, and may the Force be with you. We are the droids you're looking for.